0: Sunbelt rentals tools rule they also clean and cut chip and chop they construct and destruct help you climb up high and dig down deep we rent tools that
1: do so much for those with so much to do the right size tools for your size jobs and the expertise to help you rent the perfect one every single time so next time you need a tool that nails screws paints or polishes rent in-store online or in-app at sunbelt rentals where tools rule With the prices of everything going up, we all want to find a great deal. If you're shopping for a new car or SUV, Mazda
0: of Everett is the place to look. Mazda of Everett's team always offers you their lowest price and have over 500 new Mazdas in stock. Right now, you can get 0% interest for 36 months on all new 2023 Mazda CX-9s on approved credit. Find out why they've been Washington's largest Mazda dealer since 2015 and check out their special Mazda of Everett prices at MazdaofEverett.com. Claim based on Mazda USA annual retail sales reports. Let's go. This is Seattle Sports.
2: Streaming through the Seattle Sports app.
1: KIRO AM Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma. Home of the Seahawks, Mariners and everything Seattle Sports. Give me a freaking auto! This this is Brock and Saul. Heward and Mark Matt Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike presented by
2: Carter Volkswagen and Ballard on Seattle sports powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Where's like the buff dudes. Out? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike
0: Saul.
1: Oh, it's so nice. Brock has found his buff dudes. He's very happy. Yep. We got some uh, infield drills going on with the wall just next to us, which is great. We're having a blast here at spring training and uh, Matt Brash will join us coming up in a half hour. So, I'm very excited about that. I like me some Matt Brass. Shannon Dreyer's here. Hi, Shannon. Hi. It's good to have you, and it was nice to see you yesterday or the last couple days and hang out a little bit, watch some baseball.
2: You guys look and sound so much better in the sunshine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hmm. huh, that yeah. well, what does that mean? <laughs> well, she said so much better. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. It started uh-huh. good. right, started
1: right. I mean, if we <laughs> just look good in the sunshine, I guess that would be nice. But better.
3: Well, you know my retort to that is? Oh wow, this meatloaf and lasagna and these
1: blondies are even better in person. They really
2: mm.
3: were. Where are the <laughs> yeah. blondes? Oh, these are great in
1: where, person. Where I'm are the so so br- so where so are so the so brown so butter please. blondies? I know, but I wasn't there. I, 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 I don't need them here. All of them. Ah, typical. Shannon, uh, lots of good stuff. First of all, um, yesterday, Jared Kelnick, a couple of home runs, and I know you chatted with him a little bit afterwards. We were supposed to have him today, and then this uh, Players Association meeting kind of got in the way. Uh, tell me. Tell me what was like yesterday.
2: Well, it's great to see, and I know that we just kind of preface everything with it's spring training, and he, of all players, is very much at that point where it just doesn't matter. It has to happen in season. That's mm-hmm. what you have to see. That's that's all he's got left to prove is what he does in season right now. But, man, they were pretty, uh, you know, both over 400 feet, Exavilo's 107 and 113 on them, right center field, mostly center field, you know, low line, hard drive, staying up the middle. They were absolutely fantastic, and even better when we talked to him and heard a little bit about the process because everybody, you know, wonders about, well, what about the mentality? Is it all going to fall apart? And we did have the opportunity to see it It look like he was a little bit bugged by a call. And, you know, the thought was, okay, what's going to happen here? Is it here we go again, or is it different? And he said he was actually just asking, you know, was that top of the zone? Umpire didn't ask him, so an opportunity to perhaps get a little bit more steamed about it. But he said he realized the clock was going. He had to jump back in there, and he did. I
1: think it's going to help him. He's not going to be able to overthink it.
2: That will help him, absolutely. And also his approach right now is he doesn't really want to know what the count is. He is taking it pitch to pitch. His goal is to win every pitch.
3: You know, I think Shannon's the OG, by the way. I was thinking about this. This is year 14 for me. You left for a little bit, so you, you're you kind of, you got a little gray in your in your resume. I think you, were, you and Pittman were the first two hired, correct?
2: Yes, and Calabro.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so I think she—I think she's got tenure on everybody for sure. Uh, Very old. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. It's called. <laughs> you
2: guys look better. It's Dan called
3: new. No, it's nope, called. You, know, you got kind of rock star
1: shades on. You though, do. Today, so those are kind good. of stun of shades. Those do look good.
3: No, no, no. I say all of that because you've been the longest tenured employee here. You've covered this team even before that, even before you were part of Seattle Sports. Uh, I heard some rumblings in the hallway from some of your peers that this is the most enjoyable team to cover.
2: It's it's great. Um, I, I try and put the bad ones out of my mind. But what's so fantastic about this is we've watched the whole process. And when I talk about that process, it started when Scott Service got in that clubhouse and there were some stumbles. You know, he'd never managed a team before. And, you know, remember how weird it looked, the morning meetings and the fun that they were having and put the pool table in there. And maybe it was a little bit too much. And everything that they've done, you know, you try things, it works, you edit, you get there. And the ultimate goal is always that the players take over and the players have taken over in the last two years in particular. And this is a camp where, Brock, you've probably had experience with this. It could be very uncomfortable. You come in, you know that you've got a spot. You know what you did last year. you got a job to do. Yep. And in this clubhouse right now, there are 50 other guys around those yeah. guys right now. It doesn't mm. matter. They are. It's a light, loose clubhouse. They're still setting them out on their little activities. They went to a Renaissance Fair the other day. They're still doing some of those things. But uh, nobody's getting underfoot. You don't really have the clicks very much in that clubhouse. Um, And the understanding is everybody in this clubhouse at some point can help this team win, and, and that's what's most important.
1: Uh, I loved your story and, and people should be following Shannon all this month and not like you should be oh, anyway, but especially this month. <laughs> Recipes uh, in the
2: off season baseball. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a lot of good spring training information at CLsports.com and you and I have both been pretty fascinated by this traject arc machine and you know, the way it can mimic I've been telling everybody about this, the way it mimics. Um, you know, actual pitchers in Major League Baseball, and you think about it in the way the hitters would use it to try to be familiar with whoever they're going to face that night, but I really like your story about how a pitcher was able to use it to help him.
2: Yeah, you hear all the time about pitching coaches getting in young pitchers' ears. You know, trust your stuff. You're really nasty. What you're throwing out there is not easy to hit. And Andres Munoz, when he was brought up last year, we'd all heard about the stuff, but he hadn't really had much big league experience. And it's different when you get up there and there's a big leaguer on the other side. And part of kind of developing him was getting him to understand what his stuff is. And uh, it, at times they've had in past years pitchers stand in against other pitchers, but you know, there's really no compare. To Munoz, Well, he dialed him up on the machine, inputted Andres Munoz, got the video of himself, and Pete Woodworth said, go, hey, Andres Munoz, go face yourself. Go stand there. Go stand he there. didn't make him
1: swing, did he? No,
2: I don't. I, I think that's <laughs> ill-advised for the yes. pitchers. I don't think he will. I probably would not even give him a bat. Good. That's but stand
1: there and see what it looks like.
2: Stand there, and he realized, was okay, that's pretty darn fast, isn't it? And, no. uh, you know, it's just another way to use a, probably the most remarkable tool available in baseball right now.
3: Who are these guys, by the way? we got one, two, three, four, six or seven infielders working. Are
2: these a lot of minor league guys? I believe so because all the major leaguers right now are in a meeting.
3: Okay. And this is is Perry Hill stuff right here, right? This wall. I mean, that's a beauty to me, Shannon, in my – 13-year-old son is into baseball, and he's loving I'm watching their practices and watching them work. This is a wall. This is just a concrete wall here, which we're broadcasting by, and they're throwing that ball off of that wall over and over and over, and these aspiring big league players are just doing the very core fundamental work.
2: That's a basis of this organization right now. You know, you go to a Mariners, well, unfortunately, you can't see what happens early, but the Mariners run an infield practice every single day. Uh, not necessarily out on the field, but the infielders come out, and they don't take balls off the wall, but they very hill. They'll, they'll take them on their knees and work on fielding things, and it, it's a fundamental that you don't see practice elsewhere, and it's part of the success that this group has had. And Sometimes it's just working it and seeing it earlier, and sometimes it's the routine that benefits you but it's a big part of what they do and quite honestly it's not hard because when you run a baseball drill early you're talking 10 minutes max they're not going out there and doing it for a half hour or an hour or anything else but you know it's the beauty of the game you've got a machine that you know has many zeros behind it that you know the technology that costs and many can't not afford that's in the batting cage over there and here you got a baseball a glove and a wall
1: tell you what this place is special (laughs) I love being down there. Yes. I'll tell you, I was walking in right over Brock's shoulder right now. Huh. How about that? Take a t- t- turn. What's up, Ichy? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I let you do it today. I'll take it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Saying hi to Ichiro as he walks in the building. One of the great pleasures yeah. of being here at spring training. Another is getting to hang out with Shannon for a full week, which is great. Uh, Justin, Moore, and Shannon all living together mm. this week, and so I expect good stories yep. to come out of that, and uh, hopefully some uh, some food. And uh, maybe the five of us will go and get some sushi one night. How's there that There we go. That was right.
2: talked about last night.
1: Good. <laughs> Shannon, thank you. We'll do it again, same time tomorrow.
2: You got it. All man.
1: right. The great Shannon Dreher. Great to hang out with her while we're here. Matt Brash coming up in 20 minutes, right after we give you everything you need to know next. Need to know.
2: 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk.
1: Here's what you need to know. Up first. I know, I hear it all the time, it's only spring training and it doesn't count, he's been good at it before, but I'll tell you why. watching Jared Kelnick yesterday would have been very hard not to get excited, he had a heck of a day, hit home runs in his first two at-bats, and it's not just that they were home runs, it's the loud contact that he made, take a listen to this and tell me you don't hear the bat crack. Share some time out in left field along with veteran A.J. Pollock, Swinging and a five ball, well hit, into center field and this one is gone, goodbye baseball! Online shot home run for Jared Kelnick. His first hit of the spring is a rocket right back up the middle toward the batter's eye. Holy smokes, what a shot by Kelnick. That is loud, jarring contact in the middle of an at-bat from Jared Kelnick, And the other one was in a long way as well. So look, I get it. He's done this before in spring training. He's done this before against triple a pitching. And that's kind of what he was seeing with the Royals yesterday. Those guys aren't successful major leaguers, but what do you, what would you prefer? You want to go over four and be like, see, I told you. I mean, like, Sure, yeah, this would be great. Some people,
3: some people probably. I, I know,
1: right, exactly. <laughs> There's some, some folks out there that would prefer it. I like what we're getting with Jared Kalman right I
3: want to see it, and I want to hear it. And you did right there. That was a, That's 107-plus a miles per hour exit below on all of those shots yesterday. So you want to hear that, and then you ultimately want to see what we saw this morning. He one of the first ones in, right? Uh, Justin posted a tremendous video. Um, I, you need to get my approval before you post those things from here on out. As Jared was throwing his medicine ball, lunges, and doing it, throwing it against this uh, wall, and I might have been staring at him a little bit. Yeah, a little bit.
0: Well, if you want to watch that
3: video, it's on the Seattle Sports <laughs> 77 Instagram. Welcome. Yeah, there you go.
1: So you see it, you hear it, and... and... Well, you, you hear it what he has to say as well. I mean, I I really was taken yesterday with how he reacted to it after the game.
0: Uh, good. I think anytime we stay in the middle of the field, good things happen. So the fact that the three balls in the middle of the field, is a good time.
1: Very simple, nope. right? He talked about that. He talked about winning each pitch. I think he's got a pretty darn good approach right now. Mariners lose 8 7. Uh, hits a piece for Julio, France, uh, Wong. Nice innings for Justin Topa and Greg Spire. A couple guys trying to make this bullpen, so we will get back to it today. Again, Chicago. Chris Flexen on the mound at 1 o'clock. Both Kelnick and Julio are in And the
3: we lineup. will be your eyes and ears. Four of us
1: watching it today from Glendale. <laughs> Here's the second thing you need to know. It's been a good conversation today about Bobby Wagner and whether or not he could return. And I think what you heard Brock say is very clearly there would at least be open-mindedness towards that happening. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but Bobby would be open. There's no bridge burned. And as for the Seahawks... I think they've got to be interested, given the problems they had at linebacker that last year, as Brock mentioned also, given the injury to their current middle linebacker, Jordan Brooks, and given the fact that they could use somebody who just can hit and understands the situation. Now, it can't be at the number he was making before, nope. but if you could get Bobby Wagner at a reasonable deal, certainly I'd be open to that conversation.
3: Yeah, and you do wonder, as we had such a, a joy this year on the K.J. Wright show over the course of the season, K.J. got to experience life outside Seattle. Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and Marshawn got to experience life outside of Seattle. And I think to a man, all of them would say, I like life in Seattle. I like Pete's locker room. I like the culture. I like competition. I like the way they treat everybody in that building and get the very most out of you. Will Bobby Wagner see enough? Will he see enough in this team? Because this is a two-way conversation. He's got to see enough that they're pointing towards a championship because that's what he wants, I think, at this stage of his career. And do the Seahawks have enough money to spread around in their salary cap on an incentive, hopefully an incentive-laden deal for him to to make the two sides work? And if they do, I would not be against at all bringing back the future Hall of Fame.
1: Meanwhile, the report came out on Friday morning with The Athletic writing that uh, Russell Wilson attempted to get both Pete and John fired before he left. Yeah, I got to weigh in on it. I'm not mad at him. I I kind of assumed this was the case anyway. I didn't know it, but I kind of assumed it, right? I thought that was the point of the whole big meeting with Jody Allen, you know, that only one side was going to stick around afterwards. And I don't mind Rush shooting a shot. He was unhappy. He thought he could do better in another situation. He didn't like the system. He didn't think there was enough talent around him. And so he wanted that to change. I'm not sure I blame him for that, but I'm really glad that Jody Allen got this one right and chose Pete and John over Russ. I
3: think Russ wanted to be a one quarterback town guy. I think he wanted to play and end his career here. And I think it was abundantly clear, and I think the team made it clear to him and his representation he was not going to get another contract. They were not going to do another deal with a 34-year-old Russell Wilson. So the card that he and his team could play would, okay, then you know what? The only way this is going to happen is if Pete and John are not here. So as you said, they shot their shot. Jody rejected it, made the right decision. And now I think we understand why Pete might have been just a wee bit emotional in that game one matchup on Monday night.
1: Here's the third thing you need to to know. know. Well, the Kraken are good. They might not quite be great, and I think we saw that over the course of what is now a three-game losing streak, right? A trap game in San Jose, an epic battle with the best team in the league right now in Boston, and then losing to Toronto, one of the other best teams in the NHL last night. The problem is you can kind of handle the 7-6 loss to Boston because of the back and forth and the, you know, kind of big playoff atmosphere. Getting blown out, five-one. A couple days later, not what you're looking for We're heading into the trade deadline, where we said convince your general manager that you need help and that you're worth offering it to. I don't know whether they got that done, and so could they be active? Yes. Is he in the process? I I can't imagine. Process. Excuse me. The process of of trading a Shane Wright or a first round pick. I think that'd be hard for me to justify. Of
3: helping right the now. organization. This team has shown they can beat anybody. that's a <laughs> pre- that's all you were going to say. No, that's a pregnant <laughs> This team has shown that they can beat anybody. They went to Boston and beat Boston earlier, and they played <laughs> right with them until the very end, as you said. They've also shown they can lose to anybody and lose to San Jose badly and lose to Toronto badly. So what does that tell your front office? I do think in year number two and really year number one of a turnaround, it's not time to give up assets. It's not time to give up first rounders. It's not time to give up the Shane Wrights of the world. Hopefully it's a time to find a little bit of help with, what, 23 or so game season to make a push into the playoffs, which let's let's all face it. And let's be real. This is an amazing step to even be in the conversation, put themselves in this situation where we're talking trade deadline acquisition. That is an amazing step from where they were last year. But it now will be in their hands. And if I know Todd Laiwiki, he doesn't really rest on his laurels. Speaking mm-hmm. of Jody Allen and the leadership there now with Kraken and Todd Laiwiki, uh, he's not one to just sit on his hands. So if there is an opportunity, they could very well pull the trigger. But as you said, that trade deadline is this week.
1: Looms on Friday, uh, so we'll see what happens there. They play tomorrow, excuse me, at uh, St. Louis. All right, there you go. That is everything you need to know. A quarter past every hour here Salk Show. Glad to be with you guys. We are at Spring Training. We're at the Mariners facility. want to thank Alaska Airlines and Kitsap Credit Union for getting that done uh, and helping us to be here because this is special. It is unique. We love the opportunity to share with you everything that we see down here. And, you know, Dan Wilson walks by, and Edgar walks by, and Ichiro just walks by. And, you know, we've talked a lot, Brock, over the years of how they've really altered over the 14 years we've been here and coming down here, how they've changed this facility to really emphasize what it means to be a Mariner. And I think when Shannon comes on and talks about how that culture is starting to finally take hold, it didn't happen overnight. But you do see over the course of, of the, what is it, eight years now that Scott Service and Jerry Depoto have been here? that they have been able to establish a culture that now makes sense. And and some of it is understanding your past and honoring it. And some of it is understanding, like the guys are right under the signs of of the Mariner greats, what it takes to get to where you're trying to get to.
3: There is a difference between understanding and being proud of it and still living in it. Right. And when we came here 14 years ago, they were living That's it. a great point. And now they're proud of it. And now they've been to the playoffs and now they can look back at that and go, yep, those were some awesome years. And I'm proud of those guys.
1: But I'm not living in the past. We're living in the future. I would agree with that. Th- that, that part of the world seems to have changed very significantly for these men. Who am I
3: going to go say hi to over there? Who's over
1: there? Maura? Tracy. Tracy. Okay, I'm going to put my headset down. Brock's going to go say hi to Tracy. We'll be we're going to come back and talk to Matt Brash. Tomorrow <laughs> at 730, we're going to talk to Jared Kelnick. We've got Scott's service uh, set up as well. So a lot going on down here. It's Brock and Salk. Matt Brash up next on Seattle Sports.
2: This this is Brock and Salk,
1: powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from six to ten on Seattle
2: Sports and the Seattle Sports app.
1: Well, we came down here last year. Justin and I did, and when I left, I said, "I think I have a new favorite Marin." Is Matt Brash who I really enjoyed talking with, which we had a really nice conversation down here last year and just came away going, wow, I really like that kid. And then Justin and I did something that was unique for us. We stood right over here, Brock, right behind you, uh-huh. right where those – see where those little – that look, looks like a little hockey net or you know, a little goal. Uh-huh. See where that is, yeah. where the netting is? We right. stood right around there uh-huh. and watched Matt throw batting practice or throw a bullpen. And from where we were, which was still pretty far outside what the right-handed batter's box would be, it was very intimidating. <laughs> There's a lot of movement on that slider or that curveball or whichever it is he's throwing at the time, so much so that Justin, he won't admit it, did a one of these. Oh, I kind of cool. backed up. I'll admit it. He thought I'll it was coming up. right at him. <laughs> and so uh, we're excited after
0: the year you just had to talk to Matt Brash again. How you doing, man? How
1: does it feel this year?
0: Dude, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm just happy to eat. Back out in Arizona, get things moving again. We've been having some spring training games going on, so it's just nice to be back out here.
3: Do you remember that interview with Salk last year? Like he remembers it or no? I, he came I away remember. with a new favorite radio host. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he did. The same <laughs> way. Like oh, really?
1: <laughs> oh, nice.
3: Very good. Because
1: yeah.
3: he always wonders sometimes. Oh, sure. <laughs> I wonder if we left a mark, like he left a mark. I mean, would else. doubt that. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: of course.
3: Yeah, but you well, you left a mark last season, man. It, it, now you know you always hear young mm-hmm. players say. Who having that experience under the belt how much different is this spring training from that one where Justin and Mike were watching you a year ago
0: yeah I, I think it's a huge difference for me just coming in and um, I feel like I know everybody um, not just players but like training staff coaches so it just makes life a lot easier kind of going in with a plan and being so much more comfortable and just kind of being myself and enjoying my time down here I feel like last year is more of like a a tryout, like I was trying to earn my spot. And this year, obviously, I'm still competing, but um, I'm more just enjoying it, getting to know my new teammates and all that. And um, I'm not...
1: well. And maybe you know your role a little bit more this year. I mean, last year you were still competing for a spot in the starting rotation. You tried it. You transitioned to a reliever. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that decision now? I know you and I talked very briefly at the end of last year. Yeah. How do you feel about it today?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was that was big for me. Um, knowing my role as a reliever right now. Uh, it was kind of something in the offseason, though, that I had to um, kind of decide with the Mariners. They kind of gave me the decision if I wanted to be a starter or reliever, and they are supporting me, and I think we both agreed that my role in the bullpen is really big for this team, and um, I was really looking forward to coming into spring and knowing my role and just kind of coming in and enjoying in and kind of zoning in on what I need to do as a reliever, so um, I think it was the right decision. And
1: so, yeah, it was kind of interesting. It sounds like, you know... You- the way Jerry made it sound, and I don't know whether he – maybe it was, I was interpreting it that way. It was a sort of, hey, you were going to maybe start, and then it was, hey, if you're going to go to WBC, then you probably need to stay in the pen. Yeah. Is, is that how that went down?
0: Um, I would say that WBC came after the fact that okay. I was already coming in as relievers. So we, I talked with the Mariners about it for a while, and um, obviously we have a lot of really good starters. And, um, our bullpen, uh, I fit really well at the end of the year, and I fit really well with what we're trying to do at Um, just seemed like a good fit for both of us and then just happened that the World Baseball Classic um, was this year and it was a good spot for me to do it and I'd go in as a reliever because sometimes being a starter in the World baseball class yeah. uh, is tough, especially with young guys, so me being a reliever coming to big league camp is kind of...
1: Does this shut the door on your future as a starter, or is this now, this is, I'm going to be a reliever forever, this is what I want?
0: I don't think it shuts the door. Uh, we also talked about that, and I think I would like, in the future, to have another chance to start. i always been a starter. I've always kind of dreamed to do that, and I feel like I, I can, but just right now, I think it's about getting big league experience, and this team is really, really good, and um, I feel like I fit really well in this bullpen, so... Uh, for now, you'd be a reliever, and whatever down the road happens, but I don't think there's any doors closed
2: at this point.
3: Matt Brash here with us, but you didn't rest on your laurels. It wasn't like the season ended, and you just said, I'll just shut it down, and and I'll build back up here at spring training. You went to work, a lot of conversation about your work at driveline, and, and maybe even working an additional pitch. Talk us through that process.
0: Yeah, so... In past off-seasons, it's kind of just been me on my own, so... I went to school down in the Niagara-Buffalo area, so COVID season, I, I went down there and just trained, and last offseason, I did the same thing, so um, I wanted more of, like, a professional approach to it and get some pitching experience from other people. I've always kind of just taught myself, so um, I went to drivelines, go that road, I've always want to try it, and um, had a great time doing it.
3: What was that place like?
0: Yeah, so place in seattle is amazing so right after the season a couple of our uh like me and festa we went down there and through for and, um that place is amazing and a lot of stuff about my body that i would never have heard of before so it's cool to learn about that and then yeah i've been uh working on a cutter a little bit with them um they presented to me that could uh free up my arsenal maybe get some more swings and misses be in the zone a little more um so i've been playing around with that i haven't thrown it too much it's still more of a Uh, like a pitch in progress kind of right now. But I really like the shape of it. I don't know how much I'll throw it. Well,
3: you and Salk are besties. I mean, we made made that clear seven minutes ago when we started this 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 and everything. So let me just tell you, your bestie was trying to figure this
1: out. I was. It, it, it was confusing to me, right? you got a fastball, you got a slider, you got a curveball. Everything yeah. kind of breaks glove side. Yeah. I, I would assume, I would have thought that if you were working on something new, it would be something to break mm-hmm. arm side, a changeup or a split or something like that. So I was surprised yeah. that you would want another pitch that breaks uh, glove side.
0: Yeah. I, I feel So I've tried to change up in the past, and I, I can't throw one. It's a little inconsistent. I, I struggle uh, pronating the ball go the other way, so I've always been able to spin it really well. So a cutter to me in my head has always been an option, and I feel like I could pick it up really fast. So uh, when they presented the idea of this cutter being in between my four seam, which has some arm side run, like sometimes I get some two seam on it, and then obviously these big sweepers and like my, my slider, my curveball, I have no middle ground. So mm. like the middle of the grid, it's middle ground, is, so is wide open. So, so with this cutter, <laughs> it seems to be just a pitch that I can uh, get a little bit of horizontal movement, uh, but also be super hard. And it, it kind of um, just frees up my forcing of my slider. It's like it, it's supposed to, in theory, get more swings because the yeah. cutter has my slider spin, but it comes in there at, like, low to mid-90s. Um, so then it, it just makes another look for that kind
3: of thing. So the five of us walked into the in and out Burger after the show today. And, you know, I don't know, there's 100 people in there eating burgers. And you surveyed them and said, hey, look at this group of five walk in here. Guess who throws it? 100 miles an hour with one of the nastiest sliders in the history of baseball. I don't know if they would all point to you. Maybe they maybe they would. Maybe they would.
0: I uh, yeah, I, I don't think they would. How do no. how do you
3: do it? That's a good question. <laughs> well, you went to drive line, they told you physiologically. <laughs> Thank you. How you I mean, right? I, mean, I thought when
1: they said you had weird fingers, didn't they say something about your middle finger? <laughs> that like, helps me spin the ball, that doesn't help me throw. Let something. me look at let your middle. Can I see your middle finger? finger?
3: finger. Whoa! It's normal guys. Bro, it's look right, at that. Look
1: at this. No, no, I don't know. Hold on. hold on, let me get my phone <laughs> out. I want to take a picture of that thing. Come on. <laughs> look at Morris' finger. She's got. No, no, on. stop. We <laughs> said we were going to do this, more Hold on. Let's do yeah, it right now. Yeah. Get your fingers up against the uh, Come on. She's yeah. got giant Pringle can finger. She can. My God. She can hit the bottom of a Pringle can. <laughs> Come on. Maybe you can throw a spider, baby. She's embarrassed. I can teach you. Please, Please teach more <laughs> how to throw a slider. Yeah,
3: do it, it off the air. Porn. Do it, all do right, it on, off, off the, the air. All Jeez. Right. We
1: got stuff to
3: do later. <laughs> no, but seriously, how do you physiologically, when they evaluate you and they look at your. How, yeah. how do you do that?
0: Um, I, I think it has to do with my training um, that I've kind of always done. So obviously, I'm a smaller guy. Um, the training I do is more like explosive, fast twitch stuff. So yeah. uh, when I went to Driveline. And I did their, it's called a mo-cap. It's basically sensors on your body. You go through your mechanics, and they tell you why you throw hard or what you do well. And what I did the best that they'd seen was I moved down the mound really fast. <laughs> um, so for me, not having, like, the weight behind um, the ball and all that, I need to move fast to get down the mound to generate velo. So I rotate really well, and I move down the mound fast, and um, that's how I throw hard. So I train that. So, so you were not a
3: hockey player growing up in Canada. Were you a hooper?
0: Uh, I, I, I can play basketball a little bit. So yes. I've always been able to jump, um, always been athletic, kind of things like that. So I feel like being a dual sport athlete like that did help.
3: Well, it is interesting, right? Because Andres is a tri- was a triple jumper. Mm-hmm. Munoz generated all that power and all that force as a
0: really twitchy jumper. I mean, there's got to be something, that correlation, right? Yeah, you can see it in Mooney, too, how well he gets down the mound. Like, his extension down that mound is, is special, and I think that's obviously contributes to why he throws a million miles an hour. Um, but yeah, I think growing up just being a, uh, like playing different sports, being athletic. I've never really gone through like I didn't get taught my mechanics. I kind of it's just natural like I just kind of went and tried to throw hard and I've stuck with it and that yep. worked, that's what works for you me. You
1: have to pay for driveline, or does the team pay for it? Like how does that work? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what well, I'm just curious, bro. Like, is it an
0: investment you make in yourself <laughs> yeah, no, or uh, it, does the team offer it? uh no so i i, I paid for it it's something i've always wanted to personal efficient yeah so um yeah no it, it's like an investment on your body that's kind of how i put it well in. and that's
1: why i asked because i think that's yeah. interesting is sort of you have a you have a very good first year you yeah. know you're you're in the playoffs you're filthy in the playoff i mean like you're really making a name for yourself mm-hmm. and to go and spend your own money to do that i think says quite a bit which is
0: why i asked yeah no i uh, i've i've like i said i've always wanted to try it and Feel like it was a great off season for me to do it after having the year I did, and kind of coming in spring training, you know I'm going to be a reliever. It was um, something I've always wanted to do, and I, I'm glad have, I did.
1: Have you seen this traject machine? I have not. Okay,
0: but you know what it is, right? You know what this thing that. is they have that
1: imitates all the pitchers. Oh
0: yeah, in there, yeah, yeah. in the batting cage. So have you United gone to season. see it? I haven't seen myself, but I've seen people so, on there. So
1: Shannon was telling us that they put Munoz in there against himself to see what he looked like. <laughs> Are you willing to step in against you?
0: I would love to see what I look like on there. Do I'm you think your slider would
1: make your own <laughs> knees buckle?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it, so we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to go take a look. I've
1: been thinking about it because they. I, I was told I might have an opportunity to get in there. Oh, that we I might would, have an opportunity. I would love to see you. So if you're oh. me... Yeah. See, I would not, like, if you were going to throw to me, I wouldn't do it. Because as much (laughs) as I trust you, if you have good command, I'm not going to hit with 100. Sorry. I don't trust myself to get out of the way. I I would. I don't think I would want to. I would. It would be unfair. You get in there? I would. No, you wouldn't. You would hurt yourself. (laughs) I would love the idea of seeing it, knowing that the machine doesn't make a mistake. It can't hit me. Yeah. So if I could see anybody, who should I, what would give me the, like, a great, Understanding of what pitching is really looks like in
0: Major League Baseball. I think you should do it. Well, Nunez is a great one, just because of how hard he throws and all that. Um, other guys on our team, I think Curb would be would be a cool guy to see, especially with his new two seamer. Get that on there. Um, I mean, you could really pick anybody. And Luis Castillo that would be a good one. That would be a <laughs> <interesting one.
1: laughs> your, be your very... hands would be broken. <laughs> Well, I don't think I would swing.
0: Oh, you're just going in there. I would
1: hands. just track it. I don't no, think I, mean, I would swing at it. I don't think
0: you it. see it.
1: Do you think I wouldn't see it?
0: I don't. If you got 100 pitches, maybe after 100. You'd
1: do you think a, I could bunt one?
0: No. No chance. Absolutely not. Do you
1: think I'd hurt myself?
0: I think you might, like, bunt it into your own. Let's <laughs> 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 yeah, be honest. I'm trying to be mean. But. No, I, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played Little League.
3: <laughs> uh, last two things. We could do this all day, but last two things. Let's spin backward and then forward give me the moment that you know season ended and you flew home and you're hanging out with your buddies, your parents, family, friends, whatever. Yeah. And that moment from this season, it was like, wow, that was freaking cool. Was there, was there a moment that just really, years from now, you'll look back and go, yep, that one sticks.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me and I think for a lot of guys, it's when Cal hit that homer and we clinched and um, just like popping champagne in the locker room. And then what I always tell people is, there was a group of us that stayed like an hour to two hours after the game finished and we're just hanging out in the uh, dugout like uh, up on the rail just chilling and there's a photo of us doing that and in the background there's still like hundreds of fans behind us like two and a half hours the game and we weren't even like there wasn't any events going on like we were just on the field talking with each other and there's still fans Mm -hmm. out there so um, it was just crazy the, the support we got like down the stretch even into the playoffs that last playoff game another one even though, obviously, it didn't end how we wanted to, but just the support we got from those fans was...
1: How about, there were some great games over the course of this year. You guys really played a lot of really fun games. I mean, that Yankees game, and I think of the the play you made sort of behind the back Mm -hmm. hatch and all that. I mean, games like that, did that help get you guys ready for what came your way in September?
0: Yeah, I feel like we did have a lot of really close games, and we had a lot of, like, clutch moments. I feel like that's kind of what playoff baseball is. It's never really a blowout. Like, teams are never out of it, and um i feel like we weren't nervous going into the playoffs even though it was a lot of our first ones like it was just another game to us and obviously it's more pressure and stuff but i feel like we got up for that like that's what we that's what we wanted
3: my last thing is now you spin it ahead and we spent some time early early this morning talking about the pitch clock Mm -hmm. and just as fans just taking it in after all this experience of all these years and all of a sudden there's like urgency there's like something's gonna happen how's that process how's that played out for you
0: yeah so the pitch clock's very interesting for me i tend to work faster anyways but there is moments where i do like to catch my breath because sometimes maybe I, I lose it a little bit and i need to go to the rosin bag and take my breath and reset yeah. so the pitch clock does speed you up a little bit so it's going to take a, some adjustments did you work that through I that think. in the minors yeah so in triple I, I did it um obviously the games aren't as big Triple A, so maybe I didn't need uh, to take my breath as much. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like I, I'm pretty used to it. Still, even in the spring training game, like the last one I threw, felt like it, I, I was going a little too quick. Um, but it, it's just adjustment for it's for pitchers and hitters. And mm-hmm. A lot of these guys have been in the league for a long time, so uh, it'll take a little bit. But it does speed up the game I will tell you that it's a lot. <laughs> I gotta say, like I, I I don't hate it. Yeah, but I can't tell you I like it. I mean, if I'm being honest. <laughs>
3: That's what we do on this show, yeah, as you can tell, I and mean, that's what we, we do.
0: Is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I didn't have to use it, let's just say I wouldn't use it. I,
1: uh, sure. We were saying earlier, because you understand why they want to eliminate yeah. Zach Greinke taking a minute between pitches. Like, I get it. Yeah. That's frustrating. That is adding unnecessary time or the or the hitters that take an hour and a half to get yeah. themselves up to the plate. But... Can't we let the game play and then if somebody's taking too long, put them, on the clock. put them on the clock, like they do in golf, and say, "Hey, I'm sorry, Zach, or somebody else. Like, no. you can't take 30 seconds between every pitch." Yeah. But there's something about the urgency that doesn't feel like baseball to me. It it it, it feels like I don't know. You played in tournaments like as mm-hmm. a kid. I remember playing in some in high school where it was like quick pitch tournaments. Whereas, like, sometimes they even did, uh, you know, two strikes, mm. three I've balls. Done, I've done that before. Yeah. started
0: on 1-1 count yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I've done that. And, like, I get it for a tournament that's kind of a, a novel yeah. Everybody's got to play. And I understand
1: why they do it. Yeah. yeah. But in Major League Baseball?
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see what it's like in the regular season with certain guys. But, I mean, for older guys, I can see how hard it could be just being in a routine for 10 yep. years in the yeah. big leagues and you got to switch it on the spot, especially for hitters. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it how it plays out. How
1: far do you drive the golf ball? I,
0: I mean, Come I on! Can, I can get it there. Come on! I mean, I can get it there. Three fifty? Yeah. No. Three twenty-five? Come on! I'm, I'm Come
1: on! Let's hear it. <laughs> I would. I'm like,
0: I can get over three hundred. Okay. If I when yeah. you get it right. Yeah. When I get it. Cut. You draw? Do you do you? I, I play a little cut. A little cut. Sometimes more than a little cut. <laughs> a little cut. We call that a slice. Yeah, no. Power fade. <laughs> you. You're welcome. Power Good. fade, from the guy With the power slider, yes, sir, Matt. Thank
1: you so much. Yeah. It's a pleasure to talk to you. It was great watching you last year, and we're really looking forward to this year as well. Thank you, guys. guys. Appreciate there it, man. You know, there's you, Matt. Matt Brash, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get at some point him and more to put their fingers.
3: I don't. Know, I just shook his hand. I didn't feel the middle finger. Fe- and like really? No. They made it sound like he had like a hook for a middle finger. What's <laughs> right? a hook? No, I know, but that's what it, that's what they made it sound <laughs> like that it was hook. that it was some gangly hook of a thing that allowed that, and that's not the case at all. It's
1: totally just, normal fingers. Mostly. Uh, <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Matt. It's gangrene, I think. It's got a little light. Uh, that was fun. And you can, you can see why I enjoyed talking to him last uh, yeah. year. Just a, you know.
3: Normal dude, man. A normal dude, right? That just happens to throw 100 miles an hour with the nasty slider
1: out. That's a Canadian thing, I think. That is Seriously, a, there's a lot of, like, normal dude athletes from Canada.
3: There he is, but he's also an athlete. Like, he Absolutely. also looks like a shooting guard, and I bet he jumps out of the gym. Yeah. And when he hits a golf ball 330 yards, and when he jumps 35 inches, and when he dunks a basketball, and... Yeah, and there's a reason, right? I mean, you know, we, we joked about it and you all made fun of me with my little body stuff and, and everything else, but it's, it's just a lust, that ah, we're it's just, fun but, of. but it is the, the <laughs> caliber. And I was just talking to Divish in the hallway about this. It's a caliber of athlete that you see time. And again, we saw a Teoscar walk out of here and you guys saw you like him. That? Uh, yeah.
1: He's rocked. I mean, you just, rocked
3: this up. isn't, and this is no offense to Mike Karp or some of the other guys through the years, but you're like, yeah, these are really just normal men. Yeah, but and you, I I I agree, and, and brought, I know baseball's so different. hard because you can baseball's also see hand eye Ty in. France,
1: who's not that well. Kind of, he's still a he's just stocky, but so is Mike Harp. I mean, like. It's the forearm. Like you can still see those guys who don't look like world class athletes. Yep. they still have the big forearms they do. and the strong wrists. They do. But you know
3: what you want? You want volume of athletes. Mm-hmm. You want vo- You want Andres Munoz, who was a state triple jump champ. You want Matt Brash, who can jump out of a okay. gym. You want guys that can you throw at a hundred and run four. Run
1: as fast as he can. You run. want
3: Julio, who looks like you know if he was in an NFL training camp would walk out of you NFL go, Wow, that's. That is a dude right there. That's a linebacker, tight end. And the more of those guys, it doesn't guarantee success. It is a different game. But the
1: more athleticism you have, the harder you are to play against. and, And maybe the less likely you are to get hurt. And I'll say this. I mean, you know how much we all love James Paxton. Not an athlete, not by his own athlete. admission. I mean, that guy nah. got hurt, like just like, running around here in the. In the well, we watched it on the. Agenda I know right? it's tough. It's tough to watch. He's man. not. He was not an athlete. By the way, still an incredibly good pitcher who, yep. who threw the no hitter, and, and you know, if he hadn't gotten hurt so much, could continue to maybe one day or still be one of the the dominant lefties in baseball. But I think his lack of athleticism is part of the reason yep. he did get hurt as much as he did.
3: No question about it. It's just hard to hard to sustain. But, boy, what a likability. I, I know I'm going to probably say that a ton. Mm-hmm. If you have said almost every year we're down here, I really like this team. Oh, i It's because it's infectious. Because yeah. hope does spring eternal. Because it is absolutely stunningly beautiful and getting warm and the sun is out. But there is, unlike some of those teams that we've covered here, where there were some unlikable guys. There yeah. just was some clicky, unlikable personalities. And from the Sean Figgins to the Kochmans to some of the veteran clicks to those things, you get a sense from the people that cover this team, from Shannon to Rizzer to Divish to others, all saying the same thing, parodying the same thing. I just like being around these guys. Yeah. And that little story he shared right there, that was so cool. Like, you know, we have this moment, and it isn't, hey, I want to go celebrate on my own or... I want to just go be with my family, or I just want to go get, you know, tanked. Let me just be with the guys. Yeah, get you know? tanked later. Yeah, maybe get tanked later. <laughs> I mean, let's be Or clear. maybe get tanked together in the <laughs> dugout. But you know what? We're all going to. The gonna... manager seemed like he had a few <laughs> before he went out and addressed the crowd. You know, we're going to talk to Scott about that tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh gonna... yeah. we got a lot to talk to him about.
1: Yeah, so here, just so, let me just sort of set some things up for you guys. So uh, here's what I think we're looking at. I think uh, we just talked to Matt Brash. Tomorrow at 7.30, okay. it looks like we're going to talk to Jared Kelnick. So I know it's seven thirty Seattle time. Yeah, so we're doing okay. all Seattle. Time. All Seattle. Seven thirty tomorrow. I think we're going to talk to uh, Jared Kelnick. All right. And then at some point, uh, I think we may tape with Scott tomorrow to play it on Wednesday. Ah. I'm not sure whether we're going to tape with him or, or whether it's going to be a little bit later in the show. Okay. But just so you know, that those are sort of the next few guests all that right. we know we're we're working on. We are expecting. Yep to talk to Julio at some point this week. What I'd like to do is kind of sit down with him maybe after the show so we can kind of have our time and, and see how that works. That's part of the setup, I think, for the week. How about the dumper? Well, that's a possibility. He, right. he, he may be somebody that joins us. Okay. Uh, and then there's a few other folks, obviously, that are on the list. Uh, and, well, you know, I don't want to tease everybody. At some point sure. you'll be like, Salk, that's a whole team. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, that's just a little bit of, of where okay. we're hoping to go this week. And Jerry, of course, regularly on Thursday, uh, on Thursday at 8.
0: Well, you guys day. were coming in hot, freaking him out, <laughs> trying to have him hold his fingers up to my yeah. So you might want to back off if you want other guys to come on with us. <laughs> he was like, are we really doing this? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't want to hold his hand up to my
3: would you say that was coming in hot <laughs> you don't think he wanted to uh no no i got the vibes that he didn't he didn't want to do that
1: You think he was embarrassed so we came in hot you think he was embarrassed about his fingers or no. maybe he was embarrassed for you and your <laughs> fingers probably you
3: think he felt bad for you he had like this you know what it's a good thing we got Mora here She's are gonna you be sure? our russell wilson doesn't have his what you right know? His... So... <laughs> <laughs> i
1: think Mora will be ours. Did we come in a little hot
3: mm-hmm. right there? We
0: just don't want word to spread. Like, no, weird okay. guys are weird. All right. Do them. you think
1: it's possible <laughs> that he didn't want to put his hands up to yours because he didn't want to embarrass you by your fingers being longer than his? Because that's kind of what I felt. I don't know about you, Justin. That, that that somebody was... already told him, like, hey, don't do this. <laughs> the word had reached the Mariners' clubhouse. <laughs> but, and, that you know, he didn't want to make you look bad. All right. No? No. So? All right. We'll be right back. It's Brock and Salk. We are here in Peoria. We're at spring training, thanks to Alaska Airlines and Kitsap Credit Union, here on Seattle Sports on 710.